Hello and welcome to another episode of Redesigned. It's your host, Mr. Box, also known as the content producer. This, of course, is the podcast where we talk about technology, digital culture, AI, robotics, blockchain, all the latest developments in tech. Don't forget, if you are new to the show, it's all about hitting that like button. Introduce yourself, jump in the comment section. Let us know if this is your first time listening. Of course, we are simulcasting on Spotify and YouTube, amongst other podcast platforms as well. This week, we're going to be talking about quite a uh, interesting topic. We are getting closer to merging with machines. So this is very, this is some real sci-fi stuff that I'm, I'm about to share with you this week. We're going to be looking at some rumors from Spotify as to what they do with podcast discovery. I really welcome this potential addition to the uh, Spotify app. That's going to be really interesting. And also, imagine losing your life savings in crypto. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to be talking about some real stuff that's happened. Also, a Netflix documentary that I I will recommend you go and see. I'm going to go see it myself. I've just seen the trailer. It looks, it looks really interesting with regards to what I just mentioned about losing your life savings. That is peak. Listen. We're going to be covering all of that and more after the intro. Cryptocurrency, artificial intelligence, Web 3.0, consumer electronics, social media, the metaverse, biotechnology, autonomous vehicles, the Internet of Things, virtual reality, augmented reality, CRISPR, space travel, digital media, next generation gaming, e-commerce, robotics, climate change, carbon neutral, engineering, wearable technology, digital health. Hello and welcome back to the Redesign Podcast. It's Mr. Kate Box, the content producer. Let's jump into this week's first topic. So I couldn't work out whether this was an April Fool's joke or not, an early April Fool's joke. Lakeside Shopping Centre in Essex here in the UK, in case you are um, listening outside of the UK, it's one of our, it's one of our shopping malls near London, quite a popular one. They are introducing mobile phone lanes. What the hell is going on? Is this is this a joke? It says here, picture this, you're walking through Lakeside with a macchiato, extra hot and totally engrossed in a TikTok duet when an inconsiderate shopper gets in your way. Annoying, right? Help is on the way, TikTokers and Instagramettes. Lakeside Shopping Centers introducing mobile phone lanes to let mobile phone hoggers seamlessly enjoy their phones head down and carefree by introducing a dedicated mobile lane. 
what in the blue hell is going on here i hope this is a joke and something tells me that this isn't a joke because i've seen some articles from a few years back where they've introduced mobile phone lanes or slow lanes in other shopping centers um yeah like if if this is being done to cater to people who are addicted to their phones what does that say about us seriously is it that important that you've you've actually decided to leave your house come out to a shopping center but you can't look where you're going you want to keep your head in your phone my friend if that's you you've got problems you need you need counseling you need some serious counseling if that's how you, you you live your life and yes i am fully judging you the relationship we've had we have with our mobile phones is already unhealthy that it's not looking good research actually suggests that there's an increase in distracted pedestrians walking into one another um, because they're distracted by their mobile phones with as much as 75 percent of respondents uh, in a survey here in the UK admitted to that being a problem for them. So three in four people admit to having a problem of walking into other people while while being on their phone. Well, by, at the time of this recording, April Fool's Day hasn't gone yet. So I'll be back here in the comment section to look at what's going on at this uh, on this article, yourthorough.com going to leave a link in the description so you can actually see for yourself whether or not this is a early april fool's day joke i i don't know I, I mean i hope it is because it just looks crazy a mobile lane come on come on man it says here they're excited to launch on april 1st i'm really hoping this energy price cap increases a joke since that's happening on April 1st. I'm really hoping about that. This is this is crazy. Anyway. Now this is really sci-fi. Really, really sci-fi. There's a company called Mojo Vision. And currently they're trying to bring the first AR contact lenses to market. So if you don't know what AR means, AR is augmented reality. If you've ever been on TikTok and used filters or Snapchat, where visual elements are placed on real world elements on the screen, just overlaying your, your, what you can see with digitally um, created visual assets. That's what AR is, augmented reality. This company is trying to bring contact lenses to the marketplace where you can actually see information of what's going on around you. The idea is that they're gonna target sports, the sports market first. So like if you're an athlete and you need to check maybe your heart rate or how many kilometers or, or how many meters you've got left on your, in your, your lap whichever this is something that is this has been the kind of stuff that you've seen in sci-fi movies for decades like actually seeing real live statistics of what is going on around you air temperature humidity temperature 
even your own your your own blood sugar levels this is crazy so the idea is that they're, they're what they're calling this is invisible computing so i just mentioned about walking around with your head buried in your phone could this be a possible remedy to that i mean i don't know about you but i would be frightened to wear these contact lenses because i mean it's a power source it obviously needs to transmit data from one point to another so there's the whole radiation side of it they're trying to get approval from the fda at the moment so they've just done another prototype the, the their most advanced prototype yet they look like they know what they're doing they've got investments they've raised over 250 million dollars so far they've just completed series b1 funding they've got some amazing partnerships they've just partnered with adidas recently i mean god bless the scientists for getting this far i'm not gonna lie to you it does look kind of exciting if you look at if you look away from the possible drawbacks or if you take out any of the the health concerns it does look amazing but it's very uh, robocop if you ask me let's jump into a snippet right now and let's look at what it's about in more detail modern technology promises to keep us more connected but in surrounding ourselves with screens and devices it feels as though we've lost something Imagine if we could replace our screens with something that informs without distraction. Could we see differently, more clearly? Could it help us find that invisible edge when we need it most? Or allow us to connect in crucial moments, providing vital information in an instant? Introducing Mojo Lens, the world's first augmented reality smart contact lens. Put Mojo Lens on in the morning and throughout your day, you'll have access to timely information without losing focus on the world around you. Mojo Lens is designed not to bombard you with data, but to elevate your vision by providing the information you need exactly when it's needed, all while letting you look like yourself. When it's not in use, the technology just fades away. We call this concept invisible computing. Mojo's invisible computing solution will be a platform that gives you everyday superpowers and an invisible edge throughout your day. But before it does any of that, it first has to be a great contact lens that improves your natural vision even when it's off. Mojo Lens built-in display will give you augmented reality wherever you look. It even works with your eyes closed, putting you into an instant VR world. The applications are nearly limitless, from being able to see in the dark or low-light situations, to augmenting your memory with instant information, showing you real-time translations, or giving you a virtual teleprompter. One of our first medical applications is using AR overlays like edge detection and contrast enhancements to help people with vision impairments such as glaucoma and macular degeneration. Building the world's first AR contact lens is a systems engineering problem, and therefore we've had to innovate in many different areas. The Mojo lens includes thin film, biosafe batteries to power the system, as well as motion sensors to enable the world's most accurate eye tracking. We've also developed an extremely low power image sensor that's used for computer vision and scene detection. But at the heart of the Mojo lens is the world's smallest and densest dynamic display. With this, we can display crisp text, photos, and video in a package that's less than half a millimeter in diameter. We are often asked, how do you control Mojo lens? And the answer is with your eyes. 
It turns out that your eye is an extremely accurate pointing device. With our built-in eye tracking in each lens, we believe we've unlocked the ultimate hands-free user interface. I like to say, if it doesn't break the laws of physics, then it's possible. And proving that something like Moja Lens is possible motivates us each and every day to invent the future. Ultimately, we believe that we can help people achieve their potential without sacrificing their humanity. That's the promise of invisible computing. Thank you very much for your time today. Eyes up. Let me know what you think in the comment section. If this gets a general release, if this becomes mainstream, are you buying? Are you going to be wearing the the AR contact lenses? It's very, it's very interesting that we haven't even got AR glasses yet. That's not mainstream. That's not on the market yet. Of course, you've got things like the the Hololens. But that's really cost prohibitive right now. It's not for the average person. We haven't yet got a pair of AR glasses that are mainstream. You know, you know, not as a, we, we need it to get to a place where there is, they're everywhere, kind of like AirPods. Then you'll know that this is where we're at in terms of technology. This, this is something that's going to get mass adoption. I don't know. Now, I, I mean, contact lenses, no. Glasses, yes. I would probably try the glasses, but contact lenses, not for me. Not, not right now. Um, you first. Spotify are apparently testing a new feature that they're looking to add to their app, which will aid in podcast discovery. If you're familiar with podcasts or you are a podcaster yourself, you'll know that one of the biggest problems when it comes to podcasting is being discovered. And also as a listener as well, one of the hardest things is to discover new podcasts to listen to. I was looking at some, some stats on um, statistica.com about listenership with podcasts. And the number one reason people said prevented them from listening to podcasts is because they couldn't find anything worth worth listening to they didn't know where to find new podcasts they just weren't discovering new podcasts and this feature looks probably like the most plausible way of of helping to solve that problem i've had a look at it we're gonna put that on the screen now so you can see for yourself it's kind of like tiktok how the tiktok timeline works where it just shows you Based on your, bit of a modular self -assembly. You know, your, your browsing activity, or it may look at your activity on Spotify, what you listen to, what kind of things you're interested in. It shows you snippets of each podcast on a revolving basis, and then you can just listen to it or follow it. It's really interesting how it works, and I'm, I'm surprised this hasn't been done before, but this looks really good. Apparently, it's just it's just a test. It's a test in testing phase. I really do hope this actually does come to Spotify and other pod, uh, and other podcast platforms as well because discoverability is a huge problem. Let me know what you think of it in the comment section. Also, if you want to get involved in the conversation on Twitter, use the hashtag RedesignPod. So there's been a bit of talk about YouTube supporting podcasts. 
I think I said it was in uh, the la- the last episode or the episode before last about YouTube investing into creators, offering them money to do video podcasts and stuff like that. And some news has just come in saying that they are going to go a step further and actually add a special page, a dedicated podcast page on the YouTube platform. It's also possible that they're going to be able to pull in RSS podcast feeds so you can have your podcast directly listed under the YouTube platform. Makes really good business sense, I suppose, because then they can expand their their advertising business on you know for audio only. But it is very um, is going to be very interesting. I predict that 2023 is going to be a massive year for podcasts and more long form content. Could be a good look. Check it out. There's a link in the description. This is a this is an article I've seen here from TechCrunch.com. So yeah, watch out for that. So recently I stumbled across a story where a 33-year-old man is saying that he lost half a million dollars in savings, his life savings, some of which his parents gifted to him. What happened was he trusted someone to invest his money on his behalf on an exchange, a trader. And there's actually a documentary on Netflix about it. So if you think Tinder Swindler was bad, this looks this looks terrible. What a terrible situation to be in, losing all your life savings. And the reason why the savings was lost, because apparently the guy who was managing the funds and the, the exchange passed away. Apparently he died on honeymoon. Now there's some speculation that this guy didn't really die, that he faked his own death. But hey, this is some crazy shit. This is why you can't... I mean, if you had that much money to invest in in crypto, did you really need that much more money? Wouldn't it just be safer in stocks or, you know, buying a vending machine or, or buying property instead? Damn. I mean, you'd have been safer just putting a few, a few, you know, a few hundred thousand on Coinbase. Anyway to each his own i mean i would I, I don't even know how i could actually continue living if i lost that sort of money uh listen it's just making me feel a bit sick just thinking about it. seriously but this is um this is covered in a netflix documentary called trust no one the hunt for the crypto king looks really good so i'm gonna be watching that this weekend and I'll probably comment on it in another podcast, maybe the maybe the following week. But yeah, let's look at that trailer right now. When I think of somebody who's a criminal mastermind, who's devious, calculating, cunning, what we don't think of is a geeky 24-year-old. Jerry came across friendly, positive, upbeat. Everyone has a thing they're a nerd about. It seemed like Jerry's was business. I created Quadriga CX for buying and selling Bitcoin. Canada's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Are we hanging out with Mark Zuckerberg right now? Is that what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Jerry was traveling a lot. Maybe that was him avoiding something. The exchange suddenly stopped working. This is an astonishing story. Gerald Koch passed away and he took the passwords with him. 
And that means $190 million of customers' holdings are locked inside and no one can access them. I think it was at that point I was like, oh, crap. I wanted to find out if there was a community I could chat with about this. There were so many different pieces to this story. So many questions. His wife was the only other person with him when he supposedly died. There was speculation around whether she was in on it. She's dancing at her husband's funeral. That didn't make sense to me. Something is up. There's right. people suggesting that maybe he's not dead. This could be an scam. People are suspicious, especially when their money is involved. At that point, the story just goes nuts. I immediately was questioning everything about the story. There were definitely a lot of rumors. Jerry faked his own death and ran off with the money. It's possible his wife could have poisoned him. Who can you really believe? Either I know a guy who screwed up and lost a quarter billion, or I know a guy who pulled off one of the greatest crimes in history. Gerald. Yes. What's your story? You were born, now you're here. What happened in between? <laughs> So there you have it. What do you think? So the founder of this company dies unexpectedly and obviously he's got the passwords. So that means that no one has access to, the, to those funds. And we're talking about uh, nearly $200 million gone. So he's not, that guy who lost his money is not the only one who's lost money in this. Wow. Listen, if I had that much money to invest, I wouldn't be investing it in, in... Why Why all in... See, this is why you should never put all your eggs in one basket. If if I had half a million in life savings, I would... This, this is why I always say, never invest more than you can afford to lose. That's why I always say that. If I had half a million pounds to invest, in crypto, I would probably put in... I'll put in 5% maximum. 5% of my portfolio would be in crypto maximum. The rest would be in much more safer assets. But anyway, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just saying this from my point of view. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about all this? And if you've seen this documentary on Netflix, let me know what you think in the comment section. What are your views on it? And yeah, don't forget to like, Follow, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And that's it. We'll be back next week for another episode. Take care and bye for now. We designed.